0: 411 Live. Where well, you can learn about issues that affect us every day. Stay the world.
1: 411 Live. Real people, real talk. Made
0: to help people in our community in every way. For your girl, oh,
1: one, one Have you ever um thought about starting a business, but you just can't seem to make the necessary steps to do it? Or are you a business owner and you can't seem to maintain your employees? Well, maybe it's not them. Maybe it's you. Maybe there's something in your past that's hindering your business success. Hello, I'm Beverly Taylor, and this is the 411 Live, Real People, Real Talk. My guest today is going to be talking about some of those hindrances that you may um, may not even know you have or you may know you have and not know how to overcome. Uh, my guest is very special, businesswoman, um, author of, I think, five books now we've talked about. Uh, and her name is Latara Venice. And uh, she co-wrote this book called Heal Your Soul, Heal Your Business. So from that title, you kind of know where we're going with this. Mm-hmm. Welcome, Latara. Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad to be here with you. Oh, I'm so glad that you're here. This is a good book and it goes deep. It makes a lot of sense. And mm-hmm. I think it's something that, you know, especially if you're thinking about starting a business that you mm-hmm. should read. But even if you're not a business person, it's a good read, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's first of all, talk about soul care. Okay. What
0: is soul care? Uh, A simple definition of soul care is this. It is really looking at the mess of Mm. your life and learning how to uh, deal with it. It's about really looking at the emotions, the mind, our thoughts, our our will, all of those things and seeing is it out of alignment anywhere and how do we get it back on track? Um, It is a process where it's a continual journey. You are always Mm -hmm. healing. And that's what soul care is. You have to look at the mess. I always say self-care is something where you can avoid the mess, but soul care, you have to go, who am I at the core and how can I be
1: better? Soul care can be painful, right? Oh, (laughs) yes. (laughs) No one wants to see ugly parts of who they are. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. So that is, that is really digging deep and penetrating some of that stuff that, is back there, but you chose to put way, way back there and bury yeah. it. And it's, yeah. it's never really buried,
0: is it? No, no. It shows up no matter what. You may try to avoid something. You may try to hide something. You know, if we don't deal with stuff from the past, if we don't, it will repeat itself. I mean, that's, and they say history repeats itself. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with your life because we are history. So it will repeat itself and it'll show up some sort of way
1: you've done the soul care. You're still Mm -hmm. doing the soul care. So you speak from experience, right? Yes, ma'am. I do. How is that journey for you? Now it's easier, still
0: difficult. Mm -hmm. But when I started the journey and I began to realize the people, the places and the things that shaped me and caused me to, um, make choices and decisions that weren't necessarily good for myself or my family. Uh, It was hard to see that and how it shaped my character. And I, I really struggle with, well, can I change my character? And I learned that you can change your character. Your personality is who you are, but your character is built on the things that have happened to you through life and how people have shaped you and just the things that life brings, you know? So dealing with that was not easy for me because I had to take a look at Latara Mm Venice and go, girl, you know, you got some stuff. And in doing that, going back further and going, where did this stuff even start? Mm -hmm. And that brought up a lot of stuff that I didn't want to deal with, but I had to, if I didn't want to repeat it.
1: Yeah. It's, it almost sounds like you have to take baby steps in this journey because some of this stuff is, it can be, you know, for different Mm -hmm. people, it's different, but can Mm -hmm. be very painful and, Mm -hmm. you know, can, I I don't know, depressed or whatever. I mean, it could bring up so many things, so many emotions that you need to, to tread lightly sometimes. You do. It's a process. It is something that I tell people,
0: you know, sometimes when, I, when I'm when i working with a client and I know that there are some emotions kind of rising up, mm-hmm. I will, when we're done with our session, I will tell them, hey, do me a favor. Don't move until you feel some peace. Take some time to sit mm-hmm. in this stuff. And if we don't sit, the reason why we move forward so much and we wonder why we're like, in this kind of grime mode and we're stressed out, it's because we stack what we're feeling and we don't deal with it. We just stack it up, Ooh, just stack word. the emotions continually. And, and it ends up blowing some kind of way. And that's what happened to me is I just was like, Oh my gosh, what is wrong with me? Because I didn't know how to deal with the emotions and I just pushed them down, which is depression. Mm-hmm. I just pushed them down into something that was, um, that I
1: could avoid or thought I could. Yeah. And that it would just go away, but it doesn't. It doesn't. It seeps in. And, mm-hmm. you, you know, in that intro, I was saying, you know, with your business and it's not being successful and you're losing employees, sometimes you have to look to see am I the problem? Right. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. You know, it's just like people who have um, um, employees with bad customer service skills. Right. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily the employees. It's something you're not teaching them and you're not implementing and you're not being consistent with. Right. You can give anybody a handbook, but are you making sure that they are implementing what's in the handbook? Are you holding them accountable? Because if you're not, it starts from the top down. You know, so you know, it's just like when I was in when I first started my business and I didn't even know I was depressed. I started my business depressed. Mm. And <laughs> over time, as I got older and and the depression, it was a I was depressed for 10 years. Oh wow. And I began to go, why am I losing clients? Or, you know, I would say things like, Well, you know, they just weren't good for my business. Maybe I didn't need them. It was me. Oh. It was my issue. Cause if you're losing client after client, that's like money, dollar after dollar, you lose it. And I had to take a look at me. What were you doing
1: that was turning them off? Do you think?
0: Oh, I was, Oh, I know what I was doing. I was missing deadlines. I was um, late for meetings and I always had an excuse as to why I was late for the meeting. Mm -hmm. I always had an excuse as to why I missed something. Sometimes if I felt myself overwhelmed, I would like disappear and then kind of come back, and I I was a type of uh I did a lot of affiliate marketing type description work for people. I worked for some pretty heavy hitters early on, uh-huh. and I would miss pertinent moments where they needed descriptions for an Amazon product or something like that. And then I would just skirt the issue and make up an excuse. In essence, really what I was doing was lying. Let's just be honest. I was lying. <laughs> it wasn't excuse. it was a lie. Call it what it is. Yeah, call it what it is. You know, um when I stopped taking those type of clients and I began I became a coach, what ended up happening is I would go, I really don't feel like taking clients today. And so I would call them and I would call them or send them a message and say, hey, I'm not feeling well today. I'm not taking any clients. Mm. I was doing just, just silly things. You not were sabotaging my, your business. Yes, sabotaging my business. I did it all the time. So that's why I wasn't making no money. So when you look back, what, what
1: was causing you to do that?
0: What I realized over time is just like we talk about these these wounds in this book is there were things I was dealing with, like rejection and acceptance and and and. Um, really looking at the loss of my father and what it would cause. And I was in a very abusive, narcissistically abusive marriage. Uh, And so that's what was causing it is I wasn't looking at those underlying issues that won't go away, but I tried to put a mask on as if everything was okay. And it really wasn't. Mm. And um, it was taking the look at why I struggled with acceptance and rejection and why I wanted to show up as the functional friend is what I call it. When you show up always, uh, in me, like right. you need me, you want me to do something for you. So that's kind of, you know, what I had to do was look at the people, the places and the things that began to shape me and make me who I was in
1: that moment. Gotcha. Your book, uh, delves into seven core wounds. Um, mm-hmm. can you kind of go through that wounds that are blocking business growth? Can you go through some of those? Um, I can think right
0: away of, of, I call them the parent wounds, the mother and the father wounds, mm-hmm. right? The mm-hmm. things that, you know, a mother is a natural nurturer, a father is a natural protector and a provider. And when you miss those things, then they can cause you to overcompensate in your business. Right. Mm. Um, You think about wounds of rejection, they can cause a couple of things. You can either overcompensate because wounds of rejection is all about, you know, I was rejected. I wasn't accepted. For me, uh, I have, it's eight of us. And so I was the baby and there was a lot of abandonment and rejection because I came from a different mother and and the same father. And so there was a lot of issues there where I felt I was really not... Mm not wanted. And so what I did was I had walls. I was real tough. I had walls. I wasn't a sap, right? You could let people take you over or you can go, I got these walls. I'm protected. You will never mess with me. And if I feel like you're about to mess with me, then let me hurry up and mess with you. So you'll want to be done with me. Mm. That was my norm, right? Mm -hmm. So all of those different wounds, you know, the wounds of abuse, abuse can do a lot to the mind. It literally... Reshapes our patterns in our the patterns in our brain, right?
1: Physiologically, right? It's lo- yes, yes. Okay. it
0: is. You mm-hmm. know, it's it's those neurological pathways, and we have to really pay attention to those. And I didn't know anything about this till I started healing, and I was like, wait a minute, my brain can shift. You mean tell me I can mm-hmm. restructure? this thing, (laughs) but until then, I'm dealing with these wounds and many of the wounds that we talk about in the book, I dealt with Mm. in some way, right? I had a wonderful mother, but she wasn't the best nurturer because- she was the provider in our home. She was a single mother. So I missed some of the things of, of she nurtured by taking care of us financially, making sure we ate and different things like that. Mm-hmm. But she wasn't a very affectionate woman, as many mothers are. She is today, but back then she wasn't. Right. And it wasn't by any fault of her own. It was also by the own, her own wounds as she grew up. You know, so um, dealing with my dad, my dad died when I was 16. That's a pertinent age for a girl to need her father. Mm -hmm. And and by him not being there in five years before dealing with cancer, it was hard for me to navigate womanhood without my dad. And it directly affected how I I wouldn't even take men clients because I was intimidated by them.
1: Mm. It's a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: What are, give me another wound. Okay. So let's think about, let's see, mother wounds, the wounds of rejection, um, wounds of trust. That's another that's one. That's a big one. I when think. you, that's a big one. When you lose trust or you can't trust a person, it will cause you to become a little bit Think about customer service, right? Mm-hmm. It will cause you. What I've noticed with many of the entrepreneurs that I work with, if they have no no ent- no customer service protocol, and so when I get to talking to them, I'm like, well, that's because you have trust issues. So your customer service protocol is really kind of janky I call it kind of <laughs> <laughs> and really kind of you're like off base if you have one and and it causes you to to lose the clients because they don't trust they can't trust you but you don't know how to trust so you can't set something in place where people can trust the value of what it is that you have to offer right I know. um I'll give you another example okay. I used to work with a counselor and. She would always carry her purse with her everywhere. She would never let it go. And we talked one day about that because I used to do work with her, um, with her team. And I asked her, I said, why do you always carry your purse? Why do you never put it down? And she said, she talked about when she was younger and she was sexually abused, she said, and so I have to protect myself and I don't take men clients as a result. And I was like, you don't take men clients. She didn't trust men. And mm-hmm. so therefore she took no male clients and she wouldn't take children who had been sexually abused and molested. She couldn't do it because she didn't trust herself. She didn't trust the process to heal her so that she could be a whole counselor for oh, the wow. people that she was supposed to serve.
1: Wow. she get trust issues. hmm that And that strips her from a, a, a number of clients. You say, oh, oh, yes. I can't take a male as a client. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. It goes yeah.
0: deep. It really does go it deep. Does. It does. It goes really deep,
1: really deep. So you were talking about your clients and, and how you are um, you help them to see and all of that. What's your business?
0: So what I do is my business is the Color Your Soul Company and we're a personal and professional development company. And what we do is we help people to thrive from the inside out so they succeed at the things that they want to do so we help them dig into these wounds a little bit mm-hmm. <laughs> and when they begin to heal they start having dreams and visions and they say oh yeah i want to do this for my business and so the next step is we start building out that business base so that they really are learning to thrive in their business in a whole perspective not not um not in a uh, compartmentalized way because that's what we do with ourselves. We show up different spaces in different ways and that's just so unhealthy.
1: Oh, wow. I love this. We can talk more about this. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be okay. back to continue our conversation on the 411 Live. Stay with us. I don't know why you're so sad. You've got a roof over your head. You've got to stop with that depression stuff. That's a white people date. You all right? It just feels like it's coming from everywhere. Do you want to talk about it? You can talk to me if you're feeling sad. Whenever you need to talk, I'm here, okay?
0: Worried about your friend, but don't know how to reach out? You can say how are you will get a fake tattoo. You can ask with an app if it works for you. You can chat with them in VR. It's so good. If you think you should check in, yeah, you should. Whatever, whatever, whatever gets you Reach out to a friend about their mental health. Whatever, whatever, whatever gets
1: you Learn
0: how you can help at seize the awkward.org.
1: Welcome back to the 411 Live. I'm talking to Latara Venice, and she wrote a book, co wrote a book called Heal Your Soul, Heal Your Business. And uh, man, this has been a great, what? Fifteen minutes or so that we've been talking about all this because it really gives you a lot to think about because you think yes. about you know you're driving forth and you want to be a successful business person and you've got and then you've got all this baggage in your past that's mm-hmm. sabotaging your goals and, and you know what you wanted yeah. to accomplish. Um, I wanted to mention this book is um, I said it was co-authored. Um, Jolanda Rogers is who mm-hmm. you co-wrote it with. And yes. you two met at the Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur. What is it, a conference? Mm-hmm. What What is that?
0: Uh, um, I, I affectionately call it KDE. Okay. That is, we are a an organization where we work with entrepreneurs to learn to really begin to partner with God mm-hmm. as they do their business. You know, a lot of Christians, they work for God. They work, you know, because of God or under God but they don't really understand that he truly wants to partner with you and so in this thing cuz oh, you know good. he gave okay. you the thought and the idea around it mm-hmm. and so we have a program called Igniters and that is our our core program and I was a mentor at one time and Jolanda was one of my mentees and that's how we met it's a really great program and it's a great community which is what a lot of of Christian entrepreneurs are really looking for a solid community where it's like, wow, okay, yeah, God really is here. And I love that, you know, Mm. and I want to be here. And so it's really, it's, I mean, we have people who are starting business up to multi people who are making, uh, who are multimillionaires and in this program, because they want that community of people who understand who they are while they're learning how to really um, align their business with the kingdom.
1: So that is
0: great. That's what we do. It's
1: it's a really great program. Oh wow, being God centered—that's that's that's the important Mm -hmm. piece. Uh, Yeah. Do you kind of look at society and look at folks folks and think this is a bunch of walking wounded?
0: Oh yeah, all the time. I I tell my sons I need shades because sometimes (laughs) I can see so much that I just it it pains me and I want to just help everybody, but that's not my call. (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. To help everybody, I have my few, and 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 I'm glad that people are starting to see the necessity of soul care because we are a lot of walking wounded. Just the way we get offended at everything these days yes. says a lot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> say that again. Yes, yes, indeed. Oh yeah. You know, but yeah. because I mean that's has contributed to a lot of shootings, homicides. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. somebody said mm-hmm. something that you didn't like and you were offended yeah. instead of being able to pass over or look right. at that person and said, That's your mm-hmm. problem, not mine. You yeah. know, we're yeah, being offended. Yeah. That that's
0: huge. It, that offense piece is huge. You know, I tell people all the time, your thoughts and your emotions partner together for your success or your demise. Mm. You have a choice to make. And that's why looking at that emotional part of us, everybody talks about mind over matter, right? Mind, mindset first, mindset first. But if your heart's not right, then your mind not going to be right. Mm. (laughs) It's just not because your brain thinks basically our heart literally Thinks more than our brain that's scientifically proven and so it's telling our brain our emotions tell our brain how to behave and then our brain Mm. reacts to it and that's why you have so many walking wounded offended people who don't stop to really think before they speak or before they move forward so we just we just hurting each other
1: yeah I would imagine that forgiveness is a big piece
0: too Oh, it's really big, you know, uh, and I think people miss the importance of forgiveness because it's not for the other person right It's for you right mm-hmm. um i I tell this 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 story of of forgiveness for me with my ex because I have no issue and saying at one time I hated the man when I left I, I hated what I had went through and what I allowed to happen and how he was because it didn't change after I left him it got worse it was like his attacks became this like like he just was always after me and to a point where he kidnapped our, our son oh and gosh. I can remember me after I got my baby back and and then we're going to court for for the custody issues to happen and everything and I can remember <laughs> One day I was just sitting and I'm thinking and I said, I hate him and I know that God's gonna get him back for me and blah, blah, blah. And I heard, I don't hate him, you do. Ooh. Ooh. And, then, and then I thought of the fact that he does love everyone and it's unconditional. And I was like, oh my goodness. And I had to f- begin the process of forgiveness and it freed me. I didn't feel bound anymore because when I was walking in unforgiveness, I felt so sad. St- Stuck and didn't realize that that hatred and that unforgiveness that I was harboring, because if you don't forgive some somebody, there's hate in there. Mm-hmm. So I had to really deal with that because that's just that's detrimental to your body and to your soul. So I had to work, forgiveness is a huge yeah.
1: piece yeah. of soul care. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Because, you know, if somebody were to mention his name or you might see a picture or you see him in passing, your body Mm -hmm. tenses up. Everything starts to, you know, you probably get knots in your shoulders. I mean, Mm -hmm. it, it comes out physically. It. It is hurting
0: you. It does. It does. Mm -hmm. And he's not thinking twice about it. I will have back spasms (laughs) and everything. I'm like, why am I having these back spasms? It was, it was his presence. And the, it was the unforgiveness that was really doing it. It wasn't even his presence. I can look at him now with no problem.
1: Wow. That's great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's that's healing. That's healing. Mm -hmm. Um, And a, a lot of things that, you know, talking to you, it's putting God first. Yeah. that's Yeah,
0: that is, you know, and I know a lot of people struggle with it, especially in these days when it seems like, is there really a God? Mm-hmm. And I always tell people, yeah, there's really a God. He just gives us free will. Again, choices. It's about choices. And one of the things when I'm working with clients, one of the things that we do first is we seek him first and teaching them how to like really look for him, not just in the Bible, He taught me a long time ago. I'm not just in the, I I, I inspired that. I'm outside of that. Look for me everywhere. And so really teaching them how to look for his presence in the simplest things, because he's not complex. God is really simple. We're complex people. We we cause, we cause the complexity and to really look for him, you know, in, in the everyday things. I, you know, my mother's 82 and has memory issues and days when she has a really good memory. I'm like, thank you, God. That's like, look, because it can be hard dealing with someone with memory issues and you have to repeat yourself over and over and over again. And then you go, didn't I just tell you that? And then you have to go, wait a minute, hold on. She can't help where she's at right now. Thank you, God, again. Right. Because right then it was like, okay, let me calm down and get myself together. And that's when you know that he's there. So seeking him first is so key. And I always challenge people, if you don't believe him, ask him a question and watch him answer.
1: Mm, Yeah. And Mm -hmm. and I'm thinking, you know, you really want, you want that, that, that comfort for him, kind of, you know, that protection when you're trying to go back to that past and yeah, deal with that mess.
0: Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You need that contentment and that peace because it's going to be hard. Doesn't mean you won't cry. It doesn't mean, you know, you won't be sad or anything like that. It just means that, you know, when something comes against you, you're able to say, okay, this is a moment. It's going to pass. Peace is here. Let me move forward. I got this.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. If somebody wanted to get in touch with you, you know, you've said a lot of good things. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you've mentioned coaching and that kind of thing. If somebody wanted to get in touch with you, what, what would they need to do?
0: um two things really they can email me uh at lataravanese at color dot org, uh or you also can what well, would be three ways because i love i love social media y'all so you can connect me connect with me inbox direct message i'm gonna answer as long as you being nice to me you're not nice i might block you the other way, the other way is to check my website out and that is com.
1: That's great. You do great work. And I, I should do. mention, and I'm hoping it's on your website, that you've written four other books. I have. Yes. Yeah. So yes, they, I have. Will they find those on your website as well? They will. Okay. Mm-hmm, they will. Good. Yes, ma'am. Good. Cause you, you, you tackle a lot of good soul stirring issues. So oh, yeah, you're doing great yeah. work. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. It has been a pleasure talking to you. It really has. Oh, thank you. Um, uh, thank you. You're very enlightening. And I'm glad you did this book. And something else I should mention about this book is you guys include passages from uh, business people as they yes. they kind of talk about their personal journeys. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I love the stories um,
0: that I am that I read in there one of them is really endearing to my heart because it's my son, my oldest Aww. son. Uh and so reading his story was it was it was hard because there were things he shared that I was like I didn't know that happened to him, you yeah. know, and but you know the other it was two men in there and to me that said a lot because men don't share enough yeah. uh of what's happening with them. And so to read Uh, AJ and Steven's story was phenomenal as well as the other ladies, you know, and I I mentioned the men because I want to encourage other men to pick the book up because we don't men don't deal with this type of stuff enough because they're taught to be tough.
1: Good point. Right. Good point. Yes. All right. And I should, I would be remiss if I did not also say that uh, the producer of the 411 Live, Lashandra Scott, has a uh, piece in this book. Yes. So uh, yes. that would be good too to hear. <laughs> hey. Yes. Latara, thank you. Thank you for joining you. us. It has been a pleasure. A real pleasure. Latara Venice. she is the co-author of Heal Your Soul, Heal Your Business. And uh, she's written other books. She does a lot of stuff. She's a founder of Color Your Soul. We can learn a lot from her. And it's been a pleasure. And I also want to thank you for joining us for another episode of the 411 Live. Remember, we're a nonprofit organization. So if you want to help us out, go to our website, the411live.org. I'm Beverly Taylor. And until next time, this is The 411 Live, Real People, Real Talk. If you would like to check out past episodes, there are many ways. Go to your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Like and watch us on Facebook. Watch and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And if you have suggestions for future episodes, go to our website, the411live.org.